0: Hey girl, it's Krista with the Flourish and Free podcast, and at the time of this recording, we're actually heading into closing out our current year. And if you're anything like me, you're busy with the hustle and bustle of finishing up your Christmas shopping. Maybe you're a last minute shopper or you're planning all of your get togethers. You're going to your Christmas events and parties. um, You're preparing for the birth of the savior. You're doing your advent calendars with your family and really just getting your heart ready to praise and worship our great Lord and King. But in this season of preparation of all you're getting ready to do, have you thought about what it looks like to prepare for 2023? Well, now is the time. Today is the day. And We are going to dive into this topic together and I'm going to give you some very helpful tips to get your wheels turning and your mind rolling and not add a burden but give you a spirit of peace as you step into all that this new year has to offer you. Okay, so I'm going to be honest with you. My season of preparation doesn't always look perfect. There's always these great big plans that I have or things I want to accomplish and do, and they don't always go my way. Different things come up, I have to yield and shift, and I also have to heed to the presence and leading of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes it also means I have to say no to the things that I want to do just so that I can have his, his peace of mind and the rest that I need to keep me focused and heading in the right direction. But as we're preparing for Christmas, I really want to put shed some light, I guess, on what preparation really means. And when I looked it up, it means a season of getting ready and as also a season of consideration. So as you're considering how you're closing out this year, how you're preparing for your savior, how you're taking care of your mind, your body, your spirit, I also want you to consider how you're preparing for 2023. And so when I started thinking about this, I went straight to the word of God. And I remembered these times in scripture when men and women took in a season of preparation. One of them being when Esther was preparing through prayer and fasting to go before the king. And not just to go before the king, but to do so in the presence of an enemy. An enemy that wanted to take her life. So that's a heavy season of preparation, as you can imagine, I'm sure. And maybe you're not in such a heavy place, but think about preparation for your own self and how important it is. John the Baptist went before the Lord and he was preparing a way for our great God and King. The prophets went ahead of us. The Lord brought us through, you know, different people in scripture through seasons of preparation to get them ready for the call that he had on their life. Every single thing was something they had to walk through first before they were ready for the task ahead ahead. So as you're looking at your task, at your calling, at your purpose, at what you're preparing for in this moment, I also want you to consider how you can prepare now for 2023. We don't want to wait till the last minute. We don't want to wait till the change has to be made. And in fact, I don't want it to be a cut and dry change that you're actually thinking of. The whole philosophy of new year, new you doesn't sit right with me. It means that you Have to become this whole new version of yourself. Instead, I like to look at it through the lens of sanctification alongside of preparation because they both coincide and do the same. And so, sanctification is kind of like peeling back the layers and, and you know, how when the Lord talks in scripture about putting you in the fire and all the dross and rust and all the things come off and the gold is revealed. That's what I look at our life as. And that's what I look at seasons of growth as. And that's kind of what I want to put inside of your mind now, as you're thinking about this, it doesn't need to be an instant black and white change. It could be the Lord sanctifying you, working on you, um, tugging on your heart, preparing you for all that's to come. And of course, we're going to think of goals in the new year. And so as we do, I just want you to be walking alongside of the Lord, preparing for them now so you can have a happy and healthy 2023. So let's tackle this first area that I think would be really helpful as you're walking through this season. And that's the area of reflection. Now, one of the things that I learned in John Maxwell's 13 Invaluable Laws of Growth was taking the time to stop and look at what you've walked through, to reflect on what worked and to reflect on what didn't work so that you can look at that full circle, spend some time, you know, walking through that process and seeing what different ways you could have taken to been more effective. I also want to point out the blessing of celebration and giving thanks because Any kind of work that we do when we accomplish it, we feel amazing in that moment, but how often do you take the time to sit and relish in it, to just soak it all in the growth that you've walked through, the things that you've learned, the way God has grown you, the blessings you've received, and then how often do you stop and give in thanks? So as we're walking through December and we're doing all this preparation, I want you to reflect, take some time, even right now to grab a journal and to follow some journal prompts. And so maybe the first one for you might be, what went well this past year for me? Where did I find success? What things worked? okay and then just brain dump everything that comes to mind share your heart do it without thinking i don't want you to you know structure some huge great big list i want anything that comes to your mind those great big wins those small wins those things god did in the secret silent places the personal growth the things he showed in your bible study the reveal the things he revealed to you i want you to just pour your heart out without reservation on this piece of paper and i also want you to think of all the ways you can praise him through that. I want to start with praise and worship because that's one of the very first things that I teach in clocking with your creator is the fact that Let's celebrate. Let's give thanks. Let's give, let's give God the glory and honor he deserves first. Let's give him reverence. Let's lift him high because he is so worthy and he deserves it. And often we rush through these things that he's trying to teach us and we don't spend enough time in the gratitude and in the praise. And we, because the hard things are so hard, because the hard things take us through these difficult seasons. The heaviness weighs on us much more than the light and joy that comes from the gifts God's given and the praise reports he brings. And so I want to start in this season of praise and reflect on those things. And as you work through that and you can give God thanks and you can praise him, maybe even you want to have some worship music on so that you can pray and give him the glory and sing to him and just spend this beautiful time with your Lord and Savior. The next thing I want to reflect on is what didn't work. And what lessons did God teach me through that? Because sometimes we, again, we get overwhelmed, we get frustrated, we get bummed out um, if something doesn't go our way. I mean, I'm personally walking through that right now, trying to figure out some things of how to move forward and launch different projects that God's given me and put into my lap and like watch me through and figure out the right way to do it because maybe it hasn't been um, presented properly yet, right? So I need to sit and reflect on what didn't work, but what is God teaching me through this? And then how can I move forward? And you can even ask the Lord, write down, Lord, what are you trying to show me through this? You brought me into this place. You had me go through this difficult thing. What were you trying to teach me? I rushed through it possibly when it happened, or I didn't take the time to actually sit through, Lord, I need you to reveal these things for me, prepare my heart so that I can grow in wisdom. And remember no good thing will God withhold for those who love him. And when, um, when Solomon asked for wisdom, God blessed it abundantly because he asked for something good. He didn't ask for all the riches in the world or to be worshiped as king, nothing like that. He asked God for wisdom. And so not only did God give him that wisdom joyfully and happily, but then he gave an over an abundance of things he didn't ask for because he wanted to reward him for the state of his heart and for where he was with that and for wanting to do the right thing. And so I want to encourage you, ask God for wisdom through that. Ask him what he's trying to teach you. Journal those three things. Three, Those things out so that you can see on paper. Sometimes the Lord, as you're writing and connecting with Him and just sitting before Him like this, He will just speak through your pen onto that paper what you need to read and hear. And so the more that you begin to journal and pray through these things, the more you allow God to speak to you because you're open to hearing His voice. Remember, God says, Be still and know that I am God. When you empty your mind of all these things and lay them at His feet, he has the freedom to come in and speak because your mind isn't so busy jumping from thing to thing. So sometimes it's good to empty it before him and cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. And so I want to, I want to touch on that. And Even I want to touch on thanking him for the trials. Because again, when we talked about how God refines us and sanctifies us and grow us, grows us, it's not a cut and dry thing. It's not something that starts and stops. It's continual until the day of his return when we are like him and made whole and see through that glass clearly. So we are always growing. We are always being sanctified. And as long as we are staying active and moving. We prevent the enemy from having that, great, that clear shot at us the way I spoke about it in that last podcast episode, where if we're moving and drawing closer to him, a moving target is harder to hit, right? And so it helps us to walk more fully in Christ and walk more fully with the Lord. So spend some time reflecting this season and really sit before him and maybe even pause this podcast right now so that you can stop and do those things. Because I know the hustle and bustle of the holiday, as much as we try not to make it about a hustle and bustle, it tends to get really busy. And so I want to encourage you to do these things, to be intentional with your time, because doing this now prepares your heart. It allows you to be this beautiful canvas for the Lord to continue to paint on as you go into January. It allows the Lord to speak to you and show you where maybe you need to go next. And so it's not going to be this instant thing that all of a sudden January 1st hits and you just know we have to prepare for it. We have to seek him for it. We have to reflect on it. And this is going to be one of the most important pieces of this whole thing that you do. Okay, so the next thing that I'm going to share is kind of, it kind of goes hand in hand with what we just talked about, but it's truly seeking the Lord. Okay. So as you're thinking through and you're reflecting, I want you to seek God and I want you to do it with open hands. Often we cling to what belongs to us. We cling to the things that we want to have control over. We cling to the things that make us feel secure And being a Christian kind of switches up how we do this. It it, it goes against our flesh. It denies our flesh. It causes us, instead of to cling and clasp, it causes us to open our hands and surrender to the Lord and lay these things before him and not grab back hold and take them back. So... (laughs) It's hard to do, I'm going to be very honest with you, because sometimes we have this baby of an idea that we've created or come up with, and obviously God's given us this gift and these talents to do these things, but we have something we've worked on and we, we hold tight to it, right? We hold tight because we know if we just do this, this, and this, it should work. But what if instead of holding so tight to what we think we know, we can have open hands to God? And we can yield and surrender to Him. What more could He do with that if we give it to Him, the absolute creator of all things? What could He do and create from the things that you began to believe and put into practice and bring to life? How much more could come from that if we just gave it to Him? And so I want to encourage you to seek the Lord. And one of the ways that you can seek Him is through prayer and fasting. And I'm really excited to talk about this because I have my own personal story with prayer and fasting that I will quickly share with you. Um, I had to learn a lesson with prayer and fasting because I had this, like, just yucky feel in my heart about it. I didn't approach it right. When I thought about prayer and fasting, I knew I could tackle the prayer part, but the fasting was really kind of hard for me. I didn't want to give things up. I thought, how am I supposed to not eat for a certain amount of time? Or how am I supposed to give up social media for this time? Or how am I supposed to give up, you know, sweets or this or that? You know, because you really want to just choose something that's dying to the flesh. You want to surrender something that you, that you love and give it to the Lord. And, instead of doing that thing that you love or consuming that thing that you, you know, spend so much time doing, you stop that for a specific amount of time. And instead you're consuming Christ. You're getting in deep prayer. You're reading your word. You're praying to him and worshiping and singing and giving him praise. And you're filling your cup with what you would have with those other things with the Lord instead. And it's a replacement. It's a trade-off. And I didn't understand how powerful it could really be. And my flesh was so against me. And I really think it was just like, you know, it's this tug of war that we have with with good and evil and right and wrong and things that we know are supposed to do and we just don't. And I did this for years and years. I would make all of these different excuses. But there was a time in my life where our family was considering moving halfway across the country to a place we had never been before, to a place where we knew not a single person. And we were preparing to give up everything we had built for our entire life in our hometown, with our family, with our friends, with our church, with our community, with all of these things that were so beautiful. And we were preparing to step away from that and step in a new season. And it was scary and big, and it was going to make a huge impact on the rest of our lives, possibly even generationally for our family and for our children and for their children, et cetera. And so as I thought about that, I knew that I had to begin to look into what fasting really was and the power behind it. And I remember asking friends, I remember got, you know, diving into God's word, I remember asking someone to pray and fast with me so I didn't have to do it alone, so they held me accountable. I remember doing it on my own. I remember other people coming to me knowing our season because I had been vulnerable and shared my heart for what we were walking through, and they prayed and fasted for us and told us. And it was just such a beautiful um, time of communion, not just with the Lord, but with the body of Christ and just in my walk with God and in His Word. And the reservations I had, God began chipping away at and the fact that I did this with someone else, God began giving me strength. And even though some of those things that I prayed and fasted for, I didn't see it in, in immediately, there were things that I did. There were friends who prayed and fasted for my husband to be able to keep his job during 2020. And there were three different times he almost lost it, and God preserved it through the most random of ways. And we knew it was Him, and we knew it's the power of coming before our Savior, sharing our needs, and letting Him lead and control and protect. Our family. And so I know that, you know, I got to see God move then in those immediate moments. And then I got to see him move and magnify what we asked for. Um, as we as we got here, it was almost two years later. And so he has continued to answer even to this day on things that I prayed and fasted about two years ago or more than that now. And I just continue to give him glory. So I just want to express, you know, I, I went through this with my, this move and then I got to a pivotal point in my business where things were changing. I had walked away from a company after coming here and I had, I was searching, I was on this journey of growth, trying to find out what was going to be home to me, where I could partner with something that worked and gave me freedom, um, something that I believed and aligned with, with their morals, with their values, with their products. And then I also was just in full surrender. I'm like, Lord, what do you have for me? You know, and I did an entire new season that, that one January, I did biblical goal setting and, and God showed me what that looked like. And then I created something to teach other Christian women about the same thing. And then I um, walked through prayer and fasting for my business and I applied what God taught me with my personal life in, and put it into, the, into my business. And then I created something to teach you how to do that too. But all that to say, to this day, great, beautiful things have come from that time. And I'm in another season where I need to pray and fast again for my personal life, for for specific things that I need for my children and my spouse, and then also for things I need for my business, because what God did in that time a year ago was He transformed what I was working on. He helped me to create resources and tools for the Christian woman. He taught me biblical principle and he showed me, Krista, everything that you're going to teach, you're gonna have to walk out first. So it was hard. It wasn't easy. It wasn't like I just thought up all these things one day and just brought it to life on paper. I truly had to walk through every single thing, which was difficult because it was my flesh and it was something new and it was breaking down walls I had around my heart and it was chipping away through the difficult things So I could grow to the next level. And then as I learned the process, he said, teach this to others. And so that transformed my business because it took it from just being sharing your favorite wellness products to now teaching women and coaching women through different things. And I had done this before, but this was now taking it to a completely different biblical business perspective. And so then he also gave me this podcast this past year from that time of prayer and fasting. So much came from it. So when I say seek the Lord, there's such an intimate way you can do that. And maybe right now, because we're in the holidays and it's really hard to fast, maybe you're not fasting right now, but maybe you're preparing your heart the way that I had to, to chip away at my personal reservations, to take away this haughty, daunting, task of fasting and making it such a beautiful, intimate um, bonding time with my creator, an intimate time of doing this with other Christian women, an intimate time of knowing that I'm about to embark on something in a whole new way and um, invite God in. And it's scary too at the same time, right? Because you don't know what God's gonna do. He might have to take you through difficult things like Joseph had to walk through to prepare you for your next level. But that next level that's coming is going to take you so high in your calling and give you boldness and assurity and confidence in him. And he's gonna have you make eternal impact this is so exciting and so scary and so daunting at the same time. And maybe your season of preparation for that time of prayer and fasting is just the fact that you begin to ask God to work on your heart. You begin to pray Psalm 139, search my heart and see if there be any evil way within me and lead me in the way everlasting Lord. Take away these doubts I have. Take away this this fleshly desire to resist you in this area of my life, take away, you know, fill in the blank, whatever this is, and replace it with you, replace it with a yearning and a longing and a desire to submit and yield and partner and pair with you. So this is probably going to be the longest portion of this episode today because of how big of an impact this can make. Remember, Esther prayed and fasted before she had to go unsummoned unsummoned and break the law before the king in the presence of an enemy who was out to destroy not just her, but her entire people. Imagine the impact that prayer and fasting on your life for 2023 can make. And in your heart, if you're looking to do this with a community of Christian women, be sure to be following me at Under the Myrtle Tree so that you can do this too. And you can partner with a group of women who will lift you up and encourage you and walk with you through these things. Lastly, we're going to talk about the importance of investing. Investing. There's multiple ways that you can invest. And I want you to consider them. Now, first of all, I want you to think about the time of year that we're in, because I always love to look at the seasons of life that we walk through and figure out how to apply this in this particular time. So as this is being recorded, we're in the end of December. We're about to head into a profitable 2023, right? right. That's our goal. And as we do that, I want to just tap into the financial aspect of what investing looks like and then the mindset aspect of it. Because right now we're in a season of giving, we're spreading out our funds we're planning our gifts, we're doing all of these things. But have you considered what it would look like to invest in you and your business before you head into 2023? Now, first of all, the importance of investing is knowing that you're giving something so that you can receive something. It's an even trade. And sometimes you may give a little bit more and invest a little bit more so that you can have this expectation to walk away with an even higher return from that, right? You're looking to gain, you're looking to multiply what you put in. And so when you think of the story of the silver talents and how some of the the servants at the um that were given these this money from their their master, when they had that money, they invested. Some multiplied it. One multiplied it more than any of them did. Another one invested it and earned interest on it. The last one didn't do anything. He took what he was given. He left it there. He dug a hole and he hid it so that he wouldn't lose it, but he didn't grow it. And when the taskmaster came back, he took it from him, gave it to the ones who did well with their investment or with their silver and multiplied for them and took everything else away from that other servant and cast him out. So, I want you to look at the biblical aspect of investing, knowing that when God gives you something, you're supposed to multiply that. So not only can you multiply your funds so that you can be used for the kingdom of God and for his glory, but you can multiply by investing the skills that you have. You can think about how you can do something now. And invest now so that you can receive the growth that you need in the areas God needs is leading you. And if you're feeling a a tug on your heart and you're wondering where the funds are going to come from, I really want you to not grasp so tightly to the income that comes in from your entrepreneurial business because a portion of that should always be allotted to investing all throughout the year. So if you haven't done that yet, maybe now is a good time to forecast how you would like to invest for 2023. Maybe you're thinking about that and saying, you know what, okay, I do wanna tie the portion of my income. I do want to um, have some income to go back in to, you know, send out thank you notes or little accessories, extras and packages and things like that show appreciation, but also I need to have some personal development to invest in, right? And so what amount, will, what amount will I allot to that each month to start setting aside to invest in me, right? Because God doesn't want you to take your spiritual gifts that you have and not ask for more, refine the ones that you have and grow what he's given you so that you can be more effective, right? So I want you to consider what that looks like. And especially in the month of December, because everything that you're investing in now is a tax write-off. And so maybe as you're considering what your tax return is going to look like in this you know, next couple months of this upcoming year, you can think about, you know what? I really needed to invest in this new laptop, because it's going to make me more efficient. It's going to save me time. And I'm going to take advantage of the sales that are happening in this Christmas season, take a portion of my business funds and invest it into it because I can write this off for my business. And then I can see a shift in my return, right? So I want you to look at what things could you invest in, number one, that will save you time, that will make you more efficient. And I want you to consider what things you can invest in that will grow you personally. Now, there's a lot of business trainings out there on the market and things that you could jump into and lots of courses. But instead of just diving right into something that maybe you have seen, I want you to consider number one, is it biblically based? Because I have gone through so many business trainings throughout my past eight years as an entrepreneur and even through college when I went for my Bachelor's degree. And I can tell you that if they do not have Christ as the center of that, you are missing one of the most important pieces. You may gain some certain business skills or mindset skills, but you're going to come up lacking and you're going to miss out on some of the most powerful changes that you can make, some of the most powerful transformations, because you are missing the conviction of the Holy Spirit, the biblical scripture that ties to your heart and keeps you aligned in God's word. You're missing the purposeful partnership with your creator that actually sets you and gives you an edge above above the rest of the world and the competition that's out there in the market because you're connecting with God in a way that he has a, a purpose for you. You begin to see your purpose revealed. You begin to draw closer to it. You begin to walk in alignment with it and you begin to have a relationship with God that is infused into every single day of your business versus just blanketing it with a prayer every now and then. So I want you to consider, is there a biblical program out there that you can connect with, that you can join into? Is there a community of women that will encourage you and lift you up that will not just do it with scripture, but also help to align you with your business goals? also help you to stretch you outside your comfort zone, also help to remind you of truth in those moments where you're down on yourself and the enemy's getting into your head and maybe something that you thought would be a success ended up not working and failing and and now you've got these women who are walking with God, praying for you, giving you business wisdom and helping you shift and change instead. Maybe what didn't work out was meant for your good because something better is there and you had to give that up and you have a community of believers that will lead you in that way. I really believe in the power of the Christian community when it comes to this, because I've experienced the other side and the side of the world and all the things with, you know, getting to know your Enneagram and to, you know, find your personality color and to, um, manifest and make it all about you and what you can do and just be in the best version of you, those things fall so short because they lack the submission of the power of the Father. And they make it more about you and your power versus the one true creator and God who can do so much more. Remember, God has paved the way and he took away and stripped away the armies that um, were the men that were meant to fight these great big armies. And he brought it down to just 300 men so that they would know against these hundreds of thousands of soldiers out there that God had given them victory. Sometimes you need to separate yourself from the world and all of the world's, you know, um, strategy And look at what God has to say about it instead. So if you can invest in something like that this year, I want to encourage you to understand that partnering the biblical aspect with the business aspect becomes an edge that other people just don't have. And that's something you can consider doing for you and praying through. I want you to seek the Lord. God, where would you have me be? Where would you have me invest? Where would you have me grow? How would you like me to use my money? How would you like me to give? Especially because, like I said, in this season, as you're tithing, as you're investing in equipment that you might need or resources that you might need or the coaching that you might need or the course that you've been feeling the nudge to take, all of it should go through the lens of God your Father. And be partnering with him in that way and trusting him to provide if you don't necessarily have it, right? But if you do, and it's something of just making that decision, seek God on it now in preparation for 2023, because a lot of these things will be, will work into you and build into you over the course of this entire next year. And if you could just imagine and see the change and transformation in your mindset, in your spirit, in your efficiency, in the way you steward your time, and the way that you ask for help. Another way that you can invest is in hiring out. Maybe you need a virtual assistant. Maybe you're at a point in your business where you know that there are just some things you don't find joy in, and there are some things that take up so much of your time it makes you less effective. It takes you away from your family. It takes you away from doing the um, things that actually grow your business and produce an income. And it just is something that you... Are stretched and pulled in the wrong way. Remember Proverbs 31, she had maidservants. She couldn't do it all on her own. She was so, she was so multifaceted and she was in, she was working to steward her gifts and what God had given. But if we're being honest, It's hard to do things all in your own strength. So as she partnered with the Lord and did things to honor him, they, you know, her family rose up and called her blessed and God provided a way for her to have made servants. And, but we're not all in a position where we can hire out. So if that's not you... Who can you barter with right now? Who can you think about and talk to as you're getting ready to head into the new year and maybe considering partnering with? Maybe you trade off services. Maybe you trade off watching each other's kids so that you can get concentrated times of work. You know, maybe you trade off... Um, giving them a product from your business in exchange for coaching or something like that. You know, there's some people who can work with you in those ways. I want you to get creative. I want you to think and pray through and prepare the way that you can invest and the way that God can work in you. Because when you do that, you begin to see God magnify your resources and all of these things. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to take the time to sit at the feet of your Savior and, and go and gather where there's so much more value. Don't forget to invest in yourself and your business. Remember that Miss Proverbs 31, she was able to consider a field and buy it because she was wise at investing. So maybe you need to ask for wisdom. Lord, where would you have me invest? I'm considering stepping into this venture. I'm considering purchasing this course. I'm considering joining this coaching program. I'm considering purchasing this, um, you know, this laptop or this laptop uh, this microphone for my podcast or fill in the blank of what you need. You know, I'm considering doing this Lord, I, you know, help me to have the wisdom to know if this is the place you would have me invest multiply Lord, what you've given me, help me to know what investment is going to give me the highest return and Lord surround me with a Christ centered community so that I can have women in my circle who rise me up and always point me to you. Thank you so much for joining me today and helping to prepare your heart as you head into 2023. I want to remind you that any of the resources that were mentioned in today's episode can be found in our show notes and can be also found at Under the Myrtle Tree on Instagram or under themyrtletree.com. We are here to serve and support. and We are here to pour into you as a Christian woman and entrepreneur, and we understand how difficult it is to juggle and manage all the things. So just take some time this holiday season to slow down to look back on your life, to reflect, to seek the Lord, and to consider how you can invest and do these things now in December as you head into the following month and continue your journey of sanctification, preparing, and growth for all God has for you in this next upcoming year. I'm so glad that you joined me today. I know this is one of our longer podcast episodes, but I believe it's important and relevant and something we need to take the time to soak in and consider as we close out December. So thank you for being here. As always, if you love what you heard, please leave a review and share this with your friends. I also want to shed some light on what the rest of Psalm 127 says. See, it's so easy to just stop at verse one where it says, unless the Lord builds the house, they who labor, labor in vain. But there's more to this chapter and it's so profound. If you haven't sat and like relished in the thought of it, I want you to do that today and I want you to pray through it today. So let's just quick read through this. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchmen keep awake in vain. It's vain for you to rise up early, to retire late, to eat the bread of painful labor, for he gives to his beloved even in his sleep. Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. How blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be ashamed when they speak with their enemies in the gate. Okay, let's just sit in Psalm 127 verse 3. Because this is the beautiful piece that I personally was missing in my business because I looked at my children as a distraction to the work I was doing or a frustration when they would interrupt in the middle of my day. And they're not. They're actually such a huge blessing. If you found yourself in a place where you got resentful of your circumstances because you're working from home alongside your children and you're finding it frustrating to actually accomplish the things you want to do in your workday because your kids are always In the midst of everything that you're doing, let's just focus on this. Our children, our children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. This is your gift from God. They are a blessing. Gosh, if your quiver is full of them, it says that you are so blessed. Okay, you won't be ashamed when you meet with them in the gate because you're raising up arrows for the army of God. And that is our first and most important ministry. So while we work, okay, let's go back to verse 2 it's vain for you to rise up early, to retire late, to eat the bread of painful labors, for he gives to his beloved even in his sleep. If we trust God to build our house, if if we trust God to prosper, if we lay our business on the foundation and build it on the foundation of Christ and apply biblical principle and begin to actually include him and not have this wallet between our personal life and our faith and our business, then we will begin to experience the fullness of God because we are trusting him with open hands and laying our business at his feet. And then we're applying our our instruction to have our children as a blessing in a first ministry we tend to their needs. We steward well our time. We, we have and create boundaries. There are things that we need to do. So as we apply Psalm 127 to our business, we remember that we are going to have to create some kind of structure in our life so that we can accomplish those things. But we also have to keep our children in their right place. We have to keep our first ministry in its right place. Because when our home becomes out of order, when our first ministry shifts, we become We fall out of line with God's will for us, and we also become easy prey for the enemy. Because again, he's going to see that as an opportunity to attack and pounce even more. And if you found yourself lost in the hustle culture, then you're laboring in vain, like Scripture says here. Because. God gives to his beloved even in their sleep. We need to trust that God is going to provide. He's going to give us the wisdom. He's going to direct us. You are a child of the king and he sees each piece of your life and every little bit of it is important to him. If his eye is on the sparrow, how much more does he care for you? He cares for your home. He cares for your family. He cares for your relationship with your spouse. He cares for your ministry. He cares for your children. He cares for the way that you tend to your home. He cares for all of that. But number one, he wants to see you sitting at the feet of jesus that is what comes first and he cares for your business and he's going to grow and prosper it when things are aligned according to the word in that way and so he's faithful even when we're not i'm sure you've experienced blessings the same way i did as my business would grow and prosper in different times and areas throughout um throughout me working it but but see he is because no good thing will he withhold for those who love him right But how much more does he want to give you? How much more does he want to bless you? How much more does he want to prosper you? How much clarity does he want to give to the call he has for you? How much more assurance could you have in your purpose and will for your business and those he wants you to serve when you seek him first when you align with him first when you keep your home in order with him first when you minister to your children and view them as a blessing first oh my gosh sister we are missing these most important things because we get sucked into the day in day out tasks that we have to do when truly truly the most important thing is sitting at his feet so Think through this as you're looking at your business. Maybe as we're heading into this upcoming year, you sit down and you just kind of do a time of reflection. You look back at where you've come from and where you've been. You praise God and thank him for the blessings. You repent of where you have maybe been unfaithful and you seek the Lord on wisdom on how to apply his word to your life every single day.